Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connection, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello, hello there, Back to Basics fans. How are you doing? I'm Leticia Latino, your host, and my guest today is Darcy Roma. She's a highly sought-after coach, professional speaker, and consultant who has worked in 48 industries with 210 different client organizations and more than 500 individual clients, impacting tens of thousands of leaders and employees. Before Darcy founded her own firm in 2013, she served as the director of U.S. Senator Herb Cole's office for 12 years, did national advance work for the White House, worked for two U.S. presidential campaigns, and served as a trusted senior advisor and deputy transition director to a governor. Last but not least, she's the author of Thoughtfully Fit, in which she shares with the world the method she created to teach us how to face any challenge, no matter how difficult. Darcy, it's such an honor to have you in Back to Basics. Thank you for having me, Leticia. It's an honor. It's, it's so great. And, and for my audience, I'm taping this from D.C. So I just share with Darcy that how convenient after her background in D.C. just feels that the universe collided. So thank you for being here, Darcy. And I, I mean, I can tell already that uh, there's so much to, to dig into. But, uh, you know, having helped so many organizations, being someone that has devoted yourself to coaching and bringing the best in people and dealing with challenges, you know, let's go back to basics. And, and and if you can share with us, you know, about your early years, what you dreamt about. Did you dream about a political career or something that drove you to that <laughs> side of the house or how how this all pan out for you? <laughs> uh, no, actually, I had nightmares more than dreams. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. I, I sort of stumbled into the political field. I was in college, a math and German major. I was a double major in education. Mm -hmm. And so when I graduated, I was hired by the teachers union, which is how I went from this education route Mm -hmm. to the political route. And and because I was working for government relations and training teachers to be able to lobby the legislature, to recognize that the resources you have in the classroom are directly tied to who's in office. And so that then is where I stayed for the next 15, 20 years from the teachers union to working for campaigns and presidential campaigns and the senator and all sorts of stuff. That it is incredible. my dream. And, and as a child, did you on the teacher, on the education side, was that what you dreamt about? Where, where, where were you born and where was childhood? What did childhood happen for you? Yes, I was, I was born and raised in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And my mom was a teacher, a second grade teacher. My dad was a fifth grade teacher and then a principal and then a superintendent. Oh, well, that school. explains it then, of course. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It was in my blood. My grandma was a school bus driver for 32 years. My grandpa was a school custodian. Oh, so wow. I just grew up in that with education surrounding me. That and is great. so that 
really, I, I, but it's funny because while I grew up with uh, a heavy focus on education and public schools, when I went to college, I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a teacher or if I wanted to go into business. I was really torn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, fast forward to now owning my business, it really is the best of both worlds because I do a lot of of teaching in the business that of I course, own. Of course, of course. I say when when you say like that, it's like you did find, and that's part of that. My mission with the podcast is to to inspire others that sometimes we are on the right path to something that we are really passionate about, something that makes us tick, but we haven't found it exactly yet. And then how you maybe have to go through a certain iterations of what you're doing to find that sweet spot where you can live a happier life. That's a really nice perspective. Uh. <laughs> That's a really positive <laughs> way to look at it because it, it, during my my career, what was basically happening is I would be working in, you know, for the governor, whatever I was doing. And then I'd get a call saying, Hey, we think you'd be good at this. Would you want to come and do this? And instead of really pausing to think about what are my values? What am I good at? Where's my passion? And then acting and choosing accordingly, I would be like, Oh, they think I'd be good at that job. They want me. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. Right. And my ego would kind of get caught in and then I couldn't say no. And that played out for a long time. I imagine. And this is something because I see it all the time and maybe because I work in the family business and I was on that track before when I worked for big corporations, like that, that impression that we cannot say no. It's it's incredible because that way you're dancing to someone else's tune rather than dancing to your own tune. And, and when you you put it very nicely, it's like you know I should have stopped. And but it's not in our nature, I think, because while we gain that self confidence to really say, oh, I'm good at this and this, I'm going to stick to this. Meanwhile, when someone else sees something that you don't see, maybe then you that's how we get on certain paths that maybe are not the ideal. That's right, and. And the reason I love that your, your perspective is just saying it also, all of those different positions that, that I maybe took for the wrong reasons, I, I learned a ton. I learned so much and they created the foundation that I'm standing on today doing the business that I'm doing. So there was, there was, and I guess that is a way to, to reframe it saying, yeah, I wouldn't have the expertise and I wouldn't have probably the passion to help others really design their life that they love if I hadn't spent so long not intentionally designing my own. I love that. And also, let's be honest, like even if you didn't enjoy it or whatever, when you say, you know, you work on two presidential campaigns, you work for a senator. I mean, those are things that build resume, like it or not. And something like we have, you have to grind it a little bit on, you know, the early years, you have to build that because if you want to stand, you know, as one of the most sought after coaches, and I mean, you have, you have a certification. I understand that it's very difficult to get correct? Yes. I started out coaching and I got the, the, the lowest level, the it's called the ACC. So the associate certified coach. And then I studied and coached for years. And I got to that next level, which is the PCC, the professional certified coach. And then I studied for years. I hired multiple mentors and supervisors <laughs> and went to more training and got the master certified coach 
which is was hard. There's less than 5% of the coaches in the world who have that designation. That is incredible. And the, the thing that was great about all of that is I became a better coach in the process. It oh. wasn't just through jumping through the hoops. <laughs> of course, of course, one can only imagine. So you put in the work, which is also something that as inspirational as these conversations are, and we push people like go for it. And, and you know, you also have to put the hard work into to have something right. solid to stand in. And uh, so I, it's it's very admirable. So it was it something then I'm always interested and intrigued about the moment where you realize that this career path that you had embarked on, that things you were doing great. And then, you know, there must have been a moment where you completely wanted to transform it. And that's there was. Yes. And it's funny because I just got in the mail yesterday, The Power of Moments, the book, and I'm reading it. And it's like, Oh my gosh, let's, I love how you ordered uh, or uh, phrased that question because there was a moment. So the, the, the senator that I was working for after 12 years announced that he was not going to be seeking re-election. So that meant that the, the job that I'd been holding was going to be gone. So I hired a coach, a life coach, and all of my friends, my family, my colleagues, my husband all assumed, myself as well, that I would stay in this campaign's political government nonprofit sector that, that my career had been in. And my coach asked me a question, Leticia, that stopped me in my tracks and it changed the trajectory of my life. She oh, said, this is good. Yeah, I'm already like, this is, this is, this <laughs> this one is question. Good. She said, Darcy, if in 10 years you look back on this decision right now and you have no regrets, what would you do? And I was like, what? What would I do? I'd start my own business. I'd become a, a professional speaker and a full-time coach and a, and a consultant and a trainer. I, I was just, it was right there. And she mm -hmm. said, uh, great. What's stopping you? I'm like, I can't do that. Are you kidding? I'm the sole breadwinner for a family of four. I need a salary. I need life insurance and health insurance and benefits and stability and security. I can't start my own business. So she helped me to really tackle all of those obstacles, both the external obstacles of the finances and figuring out how to be an entrepreneur and launch a business. But then also, as importantly, those internal obstacles, that, that inner trash talk that was getting in my way of playing big and, and really making a powerful choice. And so on January 2nd, 2013 was my last day with the U.S. Senate. And on January 3rd, I officially launched Darcy Loma Coaching and Consulting. And wow. I'm not quite to 10 years. January 3rd of 2023 will be my 10-year anniversary. And I can unequivocally say I have no regrets. <laughs> that is incredible. All the next year, next January, you better uh, call your coach and do a celebration for that question she asked and you can invite me. I, I can oblige and come whatever oh, you have I in love drinks. That. that would be fabulous. <laughs> but and and so that and that's incredible. And did your support system, those around you, what was were they supportive of that decision? Yes. I I was blessed to have a strong support system. My husband was a full-time stay-at-home dad and I said if I do this, the majority of business owners go bankrupt, shut down within two years. So if I do this, are you willing to handle all the stuff on the home front? Because I'm going all in. And he said, hell yes, I'm in. And my, uh, my colleagues, my friends, my family, everybody supported me 100%. And it was great. just, yes, I was blessed in that way. And I know not everybody has that, that same 
support system that I had. I definitely think they saw how good you were at what you wanted to do and that probably they support you. I do feel that other people and that you had conviction and you kind of show, you know, like I'm going to do this because I feel some people when they don't have that support and they're in the, you know, getting their feet wet and feeling the, if the water is cold or, or hot or warm and they don't get that extra push into the pool or into the sea, they don't just do it. And so I think that having a strong support system is definitely key when you want to do something like that. I couldn't agree more. Incredible. And so you started when you created your own consultancy and you started working on it. I know that uh, Thoughtfully Fit, You, I, I read somewhere that if you had a baby with your two passions, and, and correct me if I'm saying this wrong, but uh, so it's fitness and coaching. One of your two main passions that Thoughtfully Fit would be the book method that, that would be that baby. Is that is that true? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. When I read that, I said, this is so, so great. Yes, I have been a, an athlete my whole life and have, um, I just, I, I love fitness. And I had this realization after coaching just thousands of hours that my clients that were coming into coaching were bringing the same, the same problems, different different details, different flavors, different people and players, but at the, at the core, all of their challenges that were getting in the way of them being successful and getting the results they wanted tied back to these similar problems. So I spent five years researching and studying what are the main hurdles that get in the way of being high performing. And Thoughtfully Fit was the result of that. There are six hurdles and the Thoughtfully Fit model has the six practices that you can do to clear those hurdles. And the the, the marriage, the, 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 the birth, the baby of that fitness is that if you want to be physically fit, you have to train and practice. You can't just wake up tomorrow and do an Ironman if you haven't been training and practicing. In the same way, if you want to be able to handle those challenges that come at you in life, right? The, the, somebody blindsides you and you're just like, oh, and they attack you or criticized or you're not handling yourself the way you want. Your relationships aren't working or you're overwhelmed. Or you feel stuck. You can train and practice to clear those hurdles in the same way. And that's what I realized I do with my coaching clients. And I wanted to create Thoughtfully Fit, the model to help people be able to coach themselves through those uh, hurdles. Well, I think that's very powerful. And, and, and I think maybe with COVID, if something, and we said this a few times, but it's something we realize is that uh, because more people were active, you know, during COVID, you, more people were going for a walk or just to justify. And, the, and then we realize how important it is to have that physical aspect being constant uh, as, and, and the mental aspect being constant rather than us going through the crazy days and and. As, as we say, almost being letting the world and the craziness of our daily lives take control completely of what we do and how we invest our times. Now we became more aware, I feel, that, okay, I need to work on my mental health, having some sort of practice, some sort of meditation, meditation, reading, journaling, prayer, whatever it is, so that you can really get in a good fit, good fitness for your, for your mental state. Absolutely. And I think COVID, we don't have to pretend it hasn't been incredibly hard and, and so challenging on multiple levels. 
And yet there are some silver linings that came out of it. And I think for many people, what you are naming is that the pace slowed down, the overwhelm, you stopped going from, you know, the, 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 the spinning class in the morning and dropping off the kids at Girl Scouts and going to the fundraiser at night, you know, the craziness, everything slowed down. And then um, there was a, a, a connection, a renewed connection for many people with nature and with exercise because you couldn't go to the theater and to the movies or out to dinner. Everything is shut down. So buying a bike and going out for walks and doing those things that maybe weren't a part of your either either weren't a part of your day because you 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 didn't you know enjoy them or because you didn't have time for them. That's I think a huge benefit that came out of this this kind of pandemic pause. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people are afraid, me included. Like I, I've said, I think in my blog that you, I feel like it's a treadmill. And we were like with the pandemic, we, we were, you know, before we, everybody was at a crazy pace. Then, you know, the pandemic came full stop, which we, nobody was used to like full stop like we had at the very beginning. And then, you know, bit by bit, you're walking pace. And then now, you know, like little jog. And now I feel like that dial is starting to crank up again. <laughs> and it's almost like, no, 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 I don't want it to be at this speed. And now it's like that, ha having to be mindful about what is the speed I want to move and I feel comfortable at. And, and it's hard because everybody else starts to move faster too. Like you get invitations, you get weird. Me and my husband are very... As social, we love getting together with friends, and now we're getting back to back to back weekends where you don't have you know ten minutes at home. And I don't, I honestly don't want to go back to there to that state, even yeah. if I love my friends and I love hanging out with people. So it's like direct conflict. It, it is, and I think that's the opportunity and, and the challenge to be able to take from these last two years, the parts that, that worked, that were good. I mean, for, for, for many, if you're social and extroverted, being isolated and not being able to have that social connection was really hard. And yet swinging the pendulum all the way back may not also be the right, um, the, the, the right thing for the life you want. And so I think this is truly an opportunity to consciously choose to be thoughtful Right. Because when you're thoughtfully fit, you're not just on autopilot like, oh, I got an invitation to go out to the to dinner with friends and then they want to go uh, to the birthday party and then we're going to go to coffee. That When you're thoughtfully fit, you do take a moment to pause and think, how do I want my life to be? Does this invitation align with the values and the work-life balance and the pace that I want? And really slow yourself down to reflect and think about those choices so that you can act thoughtfully and not just be in this reactive sort of unconscious mode that you we might, many of us were pre pre-COVID. I totally agree. And I think we have like the perfect excuse where I found myself even telling my friends, like, listen, I, we have after after COVID, we realized that on Saturday afternoons is family time and we just want to be home on Saturday afternoon. So let's do it either Sunday or like kind of put your boundaries even with what you accept. But it's very hard because, you know, birthdays, events, uh, all these things, uh, everything seems like a priority. 
And so it's, it's, it's very challenging, but it's good to be out and about too. <laughs> so, yeah. so you say we have, as I say, I'm in DC for the first time with my family for my kids spring break. And it just feels so new and exciting to be again traveling and, and not that we are completely over COVID, but you have at some point you have to start giving the kids a, a more normal life and, and self as well. So, but definitely staying mindful. And I think, you know, what your method and the and your book is definitely, I think, very helpful to, to try to, to get to that level. Is there anything else about the methodology or the method or like a main takeaway where people read your book that you want to share with the audience that, that it's, it's, it has been of value or has resonated the most with whomever has read the book. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So, so with the, with the model, what I was just talking about, there's, there's these six practices and they're all aligned with the, and there's a metaphor for being physically fit. So you can have a need mental stillness, like time to quiet the mind and strength and have the strength to consciously choose how you're going to show up and endurance to get unstuck and to overcome those obstacles and then with Thoughtfully Fit, flexibility is being able to stretch to accept others just how they are instead of spending all this time and energy being frustrated that they aren't the way you think they should be or worse, mm-hmm. energy trying to get somebody to change. And then with ex- flexibility, after that comes balance, which is being able to achieve alignment in your relationships and to balance what do you want and need with what I want and need. And then the the final six practices, agility, being able to respond thoughtfully when, when blindsided instead of reacting on autopilot. So those are the six practices that aligned with the, the six top hurdles that I saw thousands of clients struggle with. And then at the core, just like if you want to be physically fit and you have a strong core, every other movement, other, other exercise or sport is easier and you're less likely to get injured. In the same way, Thoughtfully Fit has a core. And it's these three simple steps. Step one is to pause. Step two is to think. And then step three is to act. And, and that's the way, that's, that's how you can build your core, strengthen your core. Just like you can do sit-ups and crunches or Pilates, you can practice on the small things when you get, you know, somebody cuts you off in traffic, instead of just like flipping them off and being angry, you might pause in that moment and just think, huh, do I really want to be angry and risk road rage? And, and maybe you just act and you just wave them in and you know, turn your music up so that when you practice on the small things, engaging your core, it's stronger for when the big hurdles and obstacles come. Mm, that that's great. That's powerful. My only fear with that is sometimes you feel that the people, especially uh, someone flipped a finger on me, actually, now that you gave that example the other day, they ate the stop sign, like completely on the wrong side and they get, and they get angry. I'm like, I'm not even like, okay, whatever. If that, but he's, and I'm thinking if that person was to think like pause and think, they probably say, what's wrong with this? You know, whatever. Like they would think like they, <laughs> they are doing the right thing. It's like sometimes the level of consciousness of, of the person of that is engaging in that. I think it's, it's uh, very important to have the ultimate result of what would expect, let's say from this discussion, because if you don't have certain level of awareness or intention to, 
kind of acting on, why, why am I reacting like this? What is yeah. triggering me? Like really investigating. Then it's almost like self-fulfilling, but on the bad side. Yes. And that's why, you know, we're, I'm not interested in trying to convince somebody they need to be thoughtfully fit any more than I'm trying to convince somebody they need to be physically fit. If you're a couch potato and you are just fine, that's great. That's your choice. Really, the model is designed for those people who want to increase their self-awareness, who want to get better results, who want to have life and business success and, and be able to clear the hurdles and the obstacles because it takes work. And it does take self-awareness and, and not everybody is interested in that. And, and that's okay. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, you're not going to make a, do a triathlon if you don't train, right? right? It's, a, it's, it's like with everything in life. It's again, if you don't put the hard work, uh, everybody likes to envision the end, crossing the line, but nobody wants to talk about what does it take to get you there. And that's really the most important part. So that's, that's great. So Darcy, I, I, I know that you're very successful, but like with every, everybody that, you know, there's tough moments. And, and of course you say this, this method teaches you how to deal with the biggest challenges. And I know I read somewhere you, you, you eventually divorced your husband. So you went to a divorce, which I'm sure it was a, a tough thing to go through. And I'm sure that you had other dark days. What's kind of your technique? How do you recover from those tough challenges and how do you really, you know, see it through? Yes, I had been working on developing this model and researching it and test driving it for years and really building and engaging my core and practicing and training to be thoughtfully fit. And so in 2016, I got a phone call from my neighbor. I was out at an event and I pick up a phone and she said, Darcy, where is, uh, she said, what's going on at your house? And I said, I, I don't know. I'm not home. Why? And she said, they just took out John barefoot in handcuffs and they put him in the squad car. There's 40 or 50 police cars and the SWAT team and guns. And I'm like, wait, 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 what, what, what? My husband? That day with that phone call, my, my life turned upside down. And I found out later that he was arrested for sexual assault of a minor he had met online. Oh my God. It was, it was the biggest nightmare I've ever, it wasn't even a nightmare. I'd never had a nightmare that bad. I can only imagine. I'm sorry for that. I, I, I mean, a divorce is already traumatizing. I cannot even imagine that. It sounds to me like God handed you a very divine test for your becoming a master coach. Yeah. And what's crazy is the, the Thoughtfully Fit model had been finalized five days before and we were celebrating and we had hired a marketing firm and a strategic planning consultant to put it out into the world. And I was so excited. And five days later, my life blew up. and. I, the charges were so severe that I had to hire my own attorney in addition to my husband having his, his attorney, a criminal defense attorney. And my attorney said, wow. Darcy, don't talk to anybody about anything. This is severe. And so at the darkest hour of my life, I was alone and I became ground zero to test drive this model because those challenges and hurdles that I was talking about my clients, I now had them times 10. 
And so the, the, the opportunities to practice pausing, to think before acting, um, and, and trying to handle this thoughtfully while my, my daughters were eight and nine, their dad stayed home with them. When he was arrested that day, he never came home. He was sentenced to 10 years in prison. It it was, it was devastating. And so I had a choice to make. And, and, you know, in that moment, I I just realized, like you stated it perfectly, Leticia, like, okay, it's go time. Like you've been practicing on the small stuff and those little hurdles. Let's see how this holds the test. And I think because of this and having this framework, I'm on the other side. And I don't think I would have made it to the other side. I think I would have shut down and crawled into a hole. I certainly wouldn't be on your lovely podcast talking about it. And with the success and also because I'm sure it challenged, as you say, your husband or ex-husband rather was a stay-at-home dad. So now you also had to take full responsibility of your daughters who, I mean, I can only guess with the mom they have, they probably doing pretty well, although I imagine that it's not an easy thing to deal with when your dad is in this circumstance. But you know that it's so good that they have the mom, the mom they have. You know, thank you. No, it's it's incredible. Imagine you having someone that's not stable, not in a good place, and then you have this situation. And, and so, a lot of people do, right? That's yeah, that's yeah. the norm. And and my daughters, um, well, they are now fourteen and sixteen, almost fifteen and sixteen, and they are they are doing great. They're thriving. They, you know, we we visited their dad in prison many times before COVID. They have a relationship with him. I have forgiven him. They're living their lives. You know, really, to me, there's a quote John Lennon said, and I'm going to get it wrong, but the gist of it is saying everything will be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, Mm. it's not the end. And I, I like, there were many, 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 many months and years where it was not okay. It was, it was hard. I was crying myself to sleep. I was struggling to figure out how to help my daughters. They, 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 I ended up moving them to another state to back to Minnesota to live with my sister because the news trucks were out front of our house and their dad's mugshot was all over the, the, you know, in the newspaper and the nightly news. And so it was horrendous. Like being in my house after the search warrant destroyed it. My husband is gone the day before our 10 year wedding anniversary, the week before we're going to go on a spring break trip, rent a RV. And now my daughters are gone and I'm left home if the, with this destroyed house. It was, it was awful. It was, it was horrible. And so I think the message that I would love to share with your, with your fans is that if if you're in the midst of a crisis or you have you're going through something that's hard is to just share this message of hope and to 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 share this this process and to say you know the best thing you can do right now is first of all carve out some stillness create some time to be able to quiet the mind to process to grieve to think, right? Hit the pause button to think so that you can act thoughtfully. Because a lot of times when you're going through that, you're going so fast, like you said, the treadmill's going, hit the pause button and step off of it. 
I love that. And and thank you so much for sharing that side of the story because I know it's definitely must not be easy. But what I love about your story is that A, you had already made the decision to become uh, a coach and to develop and you had already developed the method because many of the guests that have been here, they have like this mount crisis, as you call it, that I love the name. And then they re-transform, they, you know, yeah, made some changes, but you were already on your path. It's almost like really uh, there's divine intervention here to say, I'm going to give you all you need to go through this and then come out on the other side, inspiring others. Because, you know, anybody that's listening and has a bad situation in their lives, I am sure that once they heard your story, you know, you, you cannot say it's not a competition, but you cannot say, oh, well, yeah, and this happened to me. I mean, what happened to you is extremely traumatic in so many fronts. I mean, it's your husband, is the father of your kids, is your support. I mean, so many aspects of who you are were impacted by that, by what happened. And then to still go, be able to navigate through that, it, it's so inspirational, really. So I'm not, I'm not surprised why you're doing so well because your story, you know, it speaks for itself and what you've achieved is incredible. Well, thank you so much, Leticia. That means a lot to me. And I'll say it was a hard decision to go public. And I was scared because um, my business is all based on reputation. And I was scared that if I put this out there, because when he was arrested, my, I took, I, I kept my own name when we, when we got married. And so there was a whole lot of people who had no idea that that was my husband. There was a lot who did. And so I hated that feeling of, of hiding and of wondering when I'd see somebody and I'd run into them in the grocery store or like after it was about a year and a half that I, that I hid and that I didn't talk because the trial and, and the legal process took that long. So when I finally started to go back out, I never even thought about it until this moment, Leticia, that was like my, my pre COVID COVID quarantine. <laughs> my uh, self-imposed yeah, quarantine. Your practice. Yeah. yeah <laughs> when yeah. I started to go out and, and see people and they'd say, so how are you? I'd be like, do they know? Do they not know? And I hated that feeling. And so I decided I'm going to put it out there and risk, you know, with, with all the risks that come with that. And, and what's fascinating, what, what shocked me that I did not expect is not only did I not lose any, any business or any clients, I actually gained clients who reached out and said, oh my gosh, something happened to me. And I've been living in shame and hiding. Maybe I could work through this and, and maybe, right? Like you've inspired me. Now, maybe I did lose clients. Maybe there's people who haven't reached out because I now am, you know, my ex-husband is a, a sex offender and a felon. Maybe, but I don't know if they haven't. They probably weren't the right client for me anyway. Yeah, I I honestly doubt it. I think you, it's like, and I know you you love uh, Brene Brown just as much as I do. And so that's really her message and how she became Brene Brown was being vulnerable and and just being authentic with what happens to you. And, and I think it's just really speaks very highly of who you are, that, that you're willing to just, and that that doesn't define you. When I learn about you and research, I mean, I, it, Honestly, I did not uh, come to that piece of information until later 
that, you know, that you get deeper into, okay, let me see what we want to talk. And that's why I wanted to talk more about, okay, I know you had a divorce and that's already traumatic. So I was fine already to, to hear, but then you, you were generous enough to, to, to tell the story. But, uh, I, I really think it's incredible. And so, and I know I want to give you time to say, what are you working on that excites you these days? I know that there's like maybe a practice book to your book or something well, like yeah, that. So in June, my, my book came out, Thoughtfully Fit, and that is, uh, it's a hybrid, uh, memoir and, and self-help leadership book that, that talks about Thoughtfully Fit and these six practices through the lens of how I use them in my life with my own situation. And we just launched the Thoughtfully Fit Gym. It's brand new. And so oh. that is going to be, it's, it's like if you think about the Peloton app and you can go and access workouts in your own home, this is like the Peloton for your mind. And so it's going to be a virtual gym where you can go to train and to work out to practice becoming, you know, train your mind so that you can practice handling any obstacle thoughtfully so you can get back to doing what you do best. And wow, so that we have free workouts. Um, anybody who's interested, you go to thoughtfullyfitgym.com. You can sign up for free workouts and, and come and do skill drills and core workouts. And we'll have some live coaching as well. I think that's great. I'm going to put that in the notes. And I think it's a brilliant, I, I mean, the the entrepreneur businesswoman in me, it's already saying, oh, that's a brilliant idea. I have to say, Thank I you. have to tell you because there's so much focus, as you say, on even self-development. Of course, the, the gym, yes, but the self-development, but I find it. And I told this to someone the other day, the, a, a good friend of mine who's a mindfulness teacher, and she's fantastic. But I told her, listen, you have to find that that business, like that actionable aspect to things because I, I'm a CEO and, and I love self-development. But anything like what you said right now, like drills and things that can help you get better, something I can do, I love that. And that's not something you see around. So you, I definitely think you're onto something. And, and, and I will definitely check it out and, and put everything on the show notes. And then, you know, the, the, the last thing I'd like to ask you is, um, you know, besides all the things we talked about and inspiring others, what makes you tick when Darcy's down and she needs to, that she, she hits the pause button. What do you do next? Mm. I am a bit of a self-help junkie. I will say I have, I have more books on my nightstand than I do shoes in my closet. <laughs> okay. That's a good thing. So I, I, I love when I hit the pause button, I love to create space to be able to just read and dig in deeper and explore and create more awareness, understand human dynamics, team dynamics, trust, leadership. That's just, it's just who I am. It's what makes me tick. I'm so curious. Even when Leticia, I spent all these years in politics and I would be, let's just say in a meeting in the boardroom and I'd be surrounded by all these constituents and lobbyists and politicians talking about some whatever, social security reform, you name it. And, you know, half hour in, they'd say, so Darcy, what does the Senator think about this? And I would like snap out of it because here I was focused on 
the interpersonal dynamics. And like, I wonder if we had said introductions, if more voices would be heard. And I wonder if she wasn't sitting behind the second row, if she was at the table, do, would, would she be able to feel more comfortable to speak up? Because she hasn't said anything. And I wonder how we can create psychological safety, right? I, and all of a sudden I'd be like, oh, uh, what, <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> Incredible. And I'm sure that before you were completely different. You were hanging to every word to like make sure you knew what he was saying. Yes. So that's really what makes me tick. And, I and I, when I finally got the courage to design my life to align truly with those passions, that's when uh, for me, just the, the joy really, really went to, to new levels and new heights. Oh my God. I love that, Darcy. And I think if someone listening to this that hasn't gotten inspired to like align their passions with the way they're living, it's like, no, this is, you really made it easy to feel it palpable, touchable, achievable, even despite the challenges, staying true to who you are and, uh, you know, you're someone to look up to. So I thank you so much for your time and for being here and for inspiring us. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me and for all that you put out into the world to inspire people yourself. Thank you, Darcy. And thank you everybody for being here. And until a new episode of Back to Basics. You've been listening to Back to Basics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite streaming platforms. This is the best gift you can give us. Join me next week for another Back to Basics conversation. And if you want to find out about other exciting things I'm working on, visit LeticiaLatino.com. Thank you, and until the next time.